y'all like uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth and I am here joined in person for the first time in months by both my co-hosts, Alex Moran, Miss Julia Hewart. <laughs> Just mouth noises. We are here for more mouth noises. We have a very special intro this week. We have a taste test a la Bravo Celebs. We were going to taste Lisa Vanderpump's Rosé, to which we discovered when we tried to find the bottle. Julia, what happened to it? We had already drank it. We like already drank it. Months ago. <laughs> Our bad. But we have in front of us both Uba Hot, all three bottles, and Veda Tequila. Yes. So Lisa Barlow. Wait, which one are we drinking? Veda Tequila Respirado. Respirado in front of us. And Julia, when you went to Salt Lake City to actually get this in person, it was not an easy feat, correct? I went into several different liquor stores around Salt Lake City, and then finally a young gentleman who clearly knew who I was talking about because he also watched Salt Lake, and he was working there. What he was us. like, I know where Lisa lives. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> and he went and looked it up for me and directed me to the appropriate liquor store. Okay. But it took like five or six tries, and we also drove by... A beauty lab and laser to which Matt, my chauffeur at the time, was Julia's like, husband. And our chauffeur <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Wait, do you think they sell Vita tequila in there?" And I was like, "No." And they're I was fighting, like, Matthew. Do not pay attention. <laughs> yeah, and I was too embarrassed to go in. I got stage fright, so we just drove by. Well, Alex, are you a tequila drinker? Yes. Okay. No follow-up? No follow-up. I like it. It's good. I like tequila is my favorite hard alcohol. I will order it over anything else. Um, We are going to take a shot of Vita tequila, give it a little taste, and then we'll drink our delicious margaritas. And Cadillac margaritas like the true Californians we are. Well, we chip and dip our uva hot. Yes. But first, the shot. Are we ready, friends? Full attention on the shot. All right, baby gorgeouses. I just say that's really smooth. Ooh. Wow. I, I actually wow. really liked it. Okay. I was fully expecting to do like a very like comical gross like, no, but I, you got I, I really didn't like have it. that instinct at all. I am <laughs> holding a chaser orange because Kat and I just moved and we don't have anything else. Have Julia, have I taken my chaser orange? No, we didn't need it. The chaser orange is you know, unnecessary. Monica's been giving Lisa a lot of shit recently. I would say uh, she's earned it. That was pretty fucking good. I'm so impressed. So friends, loved ones, countrymen. Out of five stars, Alex, what would you give Vita Tequila? Respirato. Respirato. <laughs> Keep in mind, I have a lot of Lisa bias. Because you're a Lisa what? Stan Moran. And I got all of us shirts with who on them for Christmas? Lisa. Lisa. Okay. And I wear that shirt, and outside of my Zanku chicken shirt I wear sometimes, gets the most like positive buzz from people. Oh, I, I wore my Lisa Barlow shirt to a Super Bowl party, and nobody knew who it was. <laughs> that's that's well, on you. For <laughs> yeah, why were you at a Super Bowl party? I don't know. It was not the sports ball I was promised. Okay, who I was playing in the Super Bowl. Rihanna. <laughs> okay. Start. Again, I'm biased. Get? I love her. Lisa's a five-star housewife, and it's only fitting that she has a five-star tequila. Alex, I'm going to have to agree. Five out of five stars, Julia. Oh, five out of... I was so pleasantly surprised. Now we are um, switching gears. Julia presents us with three Uba Hots. <laughs> From the Uba Hot family now wait hold on before we go if i was here all the time and we're in person we would be so fun if we just did this every time (laughs) 
every <laughs> 10 minutes of every episode is, let's try this Bravo product. Would we run out of Bravo products? Nope. No. 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 We could do this every week. We would light candles. So many candles. <laughs> we would all be wearing yeah. um, Mommy Nation merch. We have oh lots. Oh my gosh. So, Alex, with your most respectful vocabulary, please describe the mild ubahant Fresno mild that is in front of us. Uh, in terms of like its viscosity, its... Uh, Yes. The, Texture, appearance. I'll what? say um, it's it's very very wet looking. Yes. This hot sauce, but um, the 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 liquid is sort of um, there's like a, a liquid rim around the chunky salsa center of the. And bowl by I'm liquid, he at. means oil. It's very. It's oily. an oil. It's, very it's oily. oil. Yeah. So I used to be a teacher in my past life, and we would do something called notice and wonder. And Julia, I am noticing lots Chunk. of chunks and wondering. Why is it separating so much? Because we really are talking probably two-thirds salsa-textured red versus just a ring of oil, like Alex said. Yeah, it does look like you kind of, like, press down on the center and the oil all came out. And even, like, our salsa area, I'm, I'm saying salsa pretty loosely, but, like, it is that chunky. It's giving salsa vibes. It is giving salsa vibes. There are oil pockets within that, and we have turned, we have two more Ubahats, we have turned them upside down, and they are also separating. I'm getting the urge to um, pat it like one would a greasy slice of pizza <laughs> with a napkin. Not great. <laughs> well, I don't have a napkin for you, Alex, but I do have a chip. Are we ready? Okay. Taste. Okay. We cut out the part of us chewing so we don't traumatize you all. I have figured out what this tastes like. The mild sauce tastes like a mixture, bear with me, of Taco Bell nacho cheese. You're biting into your burrito. It's nacho cheese mixed with the hot sauce of Taco Bell combined. That is exactly what this tastes like. I love Taco Bell. That Can is I add another thing? Please. And I, this might be blasphemous. It gives me like Lunchable pizza sauce vibes. <gasps> yeah, that's what it's giving me. Because like marinara adjacent. Julia yeah. immediately that said like marinara. Stone, I think, is the yes. brand of that. Okay, overall, spiciness levels, one through five, one being ketchup, five being sticking your nose in a glass of This is a mild, though. It is a yes. mild, but we're so going to give it It is a one to me. One, I say one. I say one. Taste. What would you pair this with? We paired it with chips. Man, that felt weird. I would dip maybe like, uh, maybe I would, like a mozzarella stick would be okay. Oh, honestly, yeah. Or I would pour it on maybe even like fish, <laughs> like Uba said. I think that maybe they're just like, they they don't know how to sell this product specifically yet. Because like there's nothing, it just says a sauce for everything on the bottom. I like the flavor. Uh -huh. I have no idea how I would eat this. All right, you guys. Overall rating. One, you hated it. Gross. I mean, I'm going back for more. Or five, delish, would totally eat again. I like the flavor overall. I don't hate it. I'd probably give it a two and a half or a three. I'm somewhere in between. Really? There. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'm giving it a three. All right. All right, next. Next. This is the one Uba said it's her favorite one right now. We have just poured some of our next one, which is the Serrano Medium into a bowl. Oh, it gross. has the same, <laughs> Alex, it has the same issue as our other one where we have a pile of chunk in the middle and a oil ring on the sides. I would compare this to a- The Music Man? 
Music Wakes Man in the middle, Wave Pool on the sides, or I think this has, it looks like pesto. It does look like pesto, but it is the one that they used on the show this week. Okay, we're all going in. It makes sense to me that they like, they toss this with chicken or like, you know, this feels like something like you marinate something with rather right. than Alex, use that, as a sauce. No, that's the consistency of all, all of these. They're not hot sauce, they're not watery. They're not solid like salsa. These are marinades, yeah. 100%. But they're not marketed as marinades. I'm gonna say for being the medium one, this is significantly less hot than, than the, mild. the mild. Yeah. I would say if, what would we rank this in spiciness? I'm gonna, Boom. I'm gonna say a 0.5. Okay. I would put this on a white fish. It definitely tastes like habanero. Like this doesn't taste as um, like manufactured. Okay, so we know what we're gonna do with it. What would we rank it out of five? I'm gonna rank this a 3.5. I honestly appreciate the freshness and the fact that it looks like I made it myself. I'm gonna go again with, I guess I'll just say 2.75. It doesn't taste bad. Again, it's just like, even though I could put this on a fish or like on chicken or whatever, I don't know if I would. Okay. I have <laughs> um, other stuff I would do yeah. first. You got, I'm going to rate it I, a two out of five. I don't like it. Like it's, it's nothing is like, holy shit. Like none of this I would release. Okay. Let's try All right. It. Now for the hottest one. A lot riding on this because her whole thing is that she can handle hot foods. <laughs> we have opened our last one, Habanero Hot. It's our hottest one. Because less chunks. You guys, this has more pizza buildup oil than any of the other ones. And again, like, I, Julie and I were taught you don't speak ill of food. It's rude. But this, <laughs> help me out. Okay, let's try it. Yeah. Okay. All right, we just tried our last one. Um, spiciness level one through five, Alex. A one and a half. You think it's a hot at all? As someone who she's saying like, I can handle hot foods. I want to make like a really spicy hot sauce. This is like oh, yeah, the hottest one. Oh yeah, none of us one. cried. We're all fine. We yeah. just didn't like it. This is her hottest one. Do you guys, know. what would you give this last one, the hot one, the habanero Zero. One? I would give zero out of five. Julia? I'm going to give a zero out of five. It's so oily. Would you guys purchase these again? No. 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 But... I do agree with Uba. My favorite one is the Serrano Medium. I like the Taco Bell one, but that's because I'm nasty and I like Taco Bell. What a what a fucking bummer, man. Well, that so was... disappointed in Uba and Oprah's favorite things. This took a dramatic turn. And but love Vita Tequila. Honestly, could didn't think Lisa had it in her as a Lisa stand. I'm gonna Shocked. have to go back to Utah. Speaking of Utah, it's time for Salt Lake City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, what do we think of Mr. Angie crying? I don't remember his name. Angie's husband. Oh, he's he's had sex with men. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I could say, I feel like I'm always the <laughs> Alex is the resident man. Alex is the resident man could say it. I do feel bad for him because, like, he even said it when he went on Latch That Happens Live. The problem isn't who he's having this quote unquote affair with. Oh, the problem is the affair, and I agree with that. I don't mm -hmm. care who you're fucking. Yeah. The problem is that you're having a relationship outside your marriage. It Immediately liked him when he said it, though. A hundred percent. No, I'm a huge fan. I want yeah. him to keep doing whatever he's doing. But Keep wearing those hats. Yeah, right? But if, if she's on board, who cares? I don't care if he's sleeping with men. I don't care if he's sleeping with women. I don't care if he's sleeping with both. If she doesn't know and this is a big secret, that's not cool. I think, I think she, she knows. knows. I think that he wants a relationship. 
and she wants to be on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and they are both getting what they want. Yeah. Okay, I'm so happy Alex had that not me. Um, <laughs> so what do we think about the editor's um, retelling of events of Meredith's near-death experience? <laughs> I was so like, the way they presented it, I was like, what the fuck is about to happen? And then it was almost on par with like any like lie Erica Jane like told. It was, yeah, it was Yeah. I do think it was probably really scary for her to be in that car. I'm sure she felt like Princess Diana in that moment. But that being said, nothing bad happened. And she ran into a snowflake, or a snowflake, a snowbank. Oh, quite a few yeah. snowflakes. I yeah, she ran into a snowbank that was cliff adjacent. And that is scary, but she's also okay. And the only reason that I didn't give it the clout I think she thought it deserved is because Brooks was so dismissive of it. Yeah. Also, like, I have been um, going up a mountain before where we hit ice and you lose control of the car. And as a passenger... It's extremely it, scary. It's super scary. But I would say it was a near-death experience. I think that kind of... And it's also that Who is her Meredith It's this? the Meredith thing of framing as, like, God, all that happened at the party with Angie, and then this happened because of it. It's sort of yeah. like the way she frames it. I thought the last thing I would have talked about was with stupid Angie. <laughs> Whitney getting away with murder here. Yet again. <laughs> I'm kind of loving this for Whitney. In a way that I didn't even expect. I thought it was so transparent what she was doing with this whole thing. But no. She's a genius this season. I mean, more so than, like, remember the lingerie party of last season. Oh, gosh. She was too drunk yeah. to be held accountable for anything she did during the lingerie party. But how that all ended up back on her, mm -hmm. and even Meredith was like, Whitney, I didn't say that. Yeah. Now she's just, like, she's involved with everyone. She's, like, she's being very Machiavellian this season. She's doing a better it. job, because I think she's always heard to be Machiavellian. Alex, I think she's never... She's more a big Machiavellian. Yes. <laughs> now she's actually pulling it off. Um... Our little scene with Monica and her mom. Oh, I no. did not think that was cute. I think Monica's mom is dangerous. I think she's a narcissist. That was fucked up and creepy and weird. Monica's told us her mom is dangerous. And we're about to see her get more involved next episode. But she doesn't stand up for Monica. Which is a very Richard sister event. But it's also like... And one of my Kyle. least favorite Bravo tropes, when you get a new housewife, you end up having to learn all about their relationship with their mom. Yeah. <laughs> or whoever. And this is like the worst version of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm always tempted to just skip ahead. I do because the only thing about this episode that gave me true delight was the fact that if you are Mormon 2.0, you do not have to read the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. Lisa uh rocks. All right, we ready for OC? Oh, yeah. I'd like to start out by saying I think Heather DeBro's advice to Emily that she needs to separate from Gina was good advice. You've been screaming it from the hilltop for years. That, and Emily didn't take it. You know who did take that advice? Gina. Gina. Who started being Team Heather? I, did you pick up on it more this episode? Yes, Julia? of course. I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Thank you. And me. And Alex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what do we think about Tamara screaming at Andy? I have to say that Tamara did feel a little chagrined for yelling at Andy Cohen because she kept saying, if I'm asked to be back on this show. 
she knows what it's like to be fired. I think she felt a little guilty. She should, though, because in the first reunion, like, for us, these are weeks apart. But for her, this is mere hours away. She said, well, you send pictures of yourself on Snapchat. And then when she was telling him to shut up, like, I don't think you should do that. I don't know if she's done that before on TV, though. I think she had a little too much to drink. As she did this whole season. I can't stand her. I think that this was not a great season for her. I mean, she's clearly the villain. Um, Andy was delighted by how this reunion went. They're all being asked back. I think so, too. They were all giddy. This was the biggest celebratory. We're all getting together. We're all friends. We have the best season. Yeah, it was so forced. I mean, it was the most like, we're all, we resolved everything. Like, it's the only reunion I've ever seen where all of them are like, yeah, we're all going to pretend like we're friends again. Are we worried and that Jen is Because I think they all think they're going to get fired. Are, are we worried that Jen is going to get Jen and Rind? No, no. She'll be back. Okay. Too much mystery still with that relationship that needs... Okay. Fair solved. enough. I was delighted when everybody started playing your game, Elizabeth. Were you not Thank delighted? Thank you. Yes. The housewives all play Who's Getting Fired, which is Elizabeth's favorite game as she treats the show like... It's Survivor. Survivor. And Andy Cohen, too, was like, I can imagine that this conversation is completely normal among the cast when they were all singling out Heather for being the firer. Okay, really fast before we get to Alex's final thoughts. Do we believe Heather? I think Heather was obnoxious during filming being like, I don't need you. I'm going to quit. I think that is very true. But I believe her over Tamara. Yeah, but now she and Tamara are best friends. They're all coming back next season. All right. Alex, what are your final thoughts? I don't like this one as much as you two do. I've made that clear, I think, over like the course of the season. It was a good reunion, and sometimes I think, in this life that I have that is so short and precious, sometimes it's a big deal when you watch a whole season of a thing, and then you're rewarded with a really good reunion. Am I mad that I watched a whole season of this show? No. I'm okay. happy I watched the whole thing, because I love the reunion. It was great. So 16 hours of your life well spent? Yes. Okay. That is my review. All right. I love it. All right. New York. At this point, Cy is absolutely obsessed with Jessel. Same. I guess. I guess. I too am obsessed with Julia, Jessel. are you a tank top? I am a tank top. A hundred percent. I want to get miles by going to Vietnam and having bombies willy-nilly. Okay. Hold the phone. People racking up miles is a thing. This is not like a affair in the works. I also didn't appreciate the whole sex tourism leading questions that were It also sounded like Poppet took advantage of like a typo in an airline. I think it was a COVID, Julia. I think that was a, we're going out of business. And they're honoring this price that he got for these first class tickets. I think that he is It's the plot of Punch Drunk Love. Have you seen that movie? You know what I'm talking about? Wait, what <laughs> movie? Adam Sandler takes advantage of frequent flyer miles. But like, this is a this is a thing people do. And then he went on Instagram this past week and pulled up the ticket where he went and how he did it. Like, we only know one person who's a confirmed cheater, and it's Sai's husband. Yeah, and she's lying about her wedding date because people pulled up her wedding, uh, her marriage license on the internet. And it wasn't 14 years ago. It was actually in 2018. Yeah. And that was because he had another wife. Another thing. Um, somebody also pulled up size brownstone. She does not own that. <gasps> it is a lease. No. So one person is lying and it's not Jessel. It's Cy. 
I will say, whenever I watch these shows, I try to think about, like, in my life, like, have I ever had any sort of conflict with a friend or someone I'm trying to get to know that's remotely like what I'm watching? Um, and the whole idea of, like, trying to get to know somebody, but every time they tell you a story about their life, you're like, I don't believe you. And it's someone you don't know is not an experience like I've ever had with a person in trying to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's, like, a whole group of women attacking Jessel every time she says anything about her life while they're trying to get to know her and that they're immediately like um, disputing everything she says. It's like, she's in a no-win situation. No. Okay. And she's a fan fave. (laughs) Well, that's why people like her because it's so transparent whether they are mean girling her. Yeah. So I found this out on the Dame's Dish podcast and that Jessel was actually first supposed to be on the Real Housewives of Dallas, but then that show was in fact canceled. So That's they, a rumor, yeah. They moved her to New York. Do you think that she has certain privileges because she might be a producer favorite and that's why they're attacking her? I just don't understand why Cy and Aaron care. No, but I have heard uh, that rumor. She's fabulous. She okay. is fabulous, Julia. But I have heard that rumor. Another thing is that she says, no, Pavan and I have gone back and forth from New York to Dallas for years. We've always done that. She didn't call attention to the Dallas, Real Housewives of Dallas. But something that is also being brought up is, don't forget, we had another cast member we never got to see. Oh, yeah. Lizzie got cut. And the rumor for that is Lizzie was a matchmaker for people who were Jewish. Only that. Okay. Who do you think in our cast was trying to get in on that action? Bryn. Okay. Lizzie says you're not Jewish. Bryn takes offense. Something transpires. And then... Well, Bryn isn't... Jewish. Jewish. But the problem was when Lizzie's husband then said something racist on camera. Because Bryn is half black. Oh, no. So, we don't know what happens. I think we're never going to know what happens. But keep that in mind that Aaron was best friends with Lizzie. Okay. So, the Bryn-Aaron stuff, I think, is going to start coming through. Is that why the season Interesting, but they'll never be, like, specific about it in that way. No. Is that why the season's falling so flat? Is because we're not getting the whole picture. We're not allowed to know. And also, the season, the whole catch stuff, Lizzie was at that dinner. Okay. That's why it's weird is we joined halfway through a season that never was. Okay. So asterisk on all of that. Keep that in mind. It's the QAnon Salt Lake City Girl all over again. I know. Um, it really I say is. something while the husbands of the podcast are here? Yes. So we are joined by Matt and Patrick, Julia, my husbands. To the Pavet um, going to Vietnam drama again to circle back to that Mm -hmm. if matt or pat if i heard like oh they've been like taking advantage of like miles miles and going to vietnam frequently to like just like enjoy like the food scene there Mm -hmm. i would understand and think that's cool but it's like to the point of like they don't know who jessel and pavit are on this show at all so that's why they immediately go to like what's like the first stereotype i could think of like i do have to say a couple of my girlfriends if matt was going by himself to vietnam to take advantage of my miles and have a bonnie they would think that was insane and assume the worst. Well, yes, but from me, I think that's cool and fun. <laughs> and I would take advantage of that to go have a bon me in Vietnam, which is what he's saying he's doing. I've never had a bon me in Vietnam, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> that sounded very suspicious. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't think a sandwich is worth flying that far. You know what I mean? They're both turning on me. <laughs> 
he bought a bunch of plane tickets during COVID that were super cheap. Vietnam locked down their borders. They're letting it open. He's flying there to get the miles. In first class on an international flight. Hanging so out like, for a day and then coming back. So then and he's already done it twice. So then he can get the miles and then fly his whole family out for... Like a first class vacation. I know, I Pat. Mean, there, if, if Pat there, there's a, there's a you'd lot, be sketched there, There's out. a lot of ways to get miles. And I think one of the first things you do or one of your first assessments as a husband is like, okay, what will I do and does that represent my partner well? And if there's ever a chance that you may look like you're not representing them or that you may look like you're fucking around, you don't do it. Just because if you allow a glimpse of doubt into that, you're failing your first job. Like I that. hear you. It's a it's a poor excuse. But what about Bon Me? Is what Julie said. He is a foodie. I love Bon Me. He is a foodie. So if I if I fly to New Jersey right now for some gobbled the ghoul, people are like, you know, Pat, he's just gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars every other week to get some gobbled. No, but the tickets are really cheap. Again, this is from my perspective. I think it'd be fun and cool. Pat went to New Jersey and got some gabagool. I do have to say I was total team poppet. But after hearing my brother-in-law saying that he's going to New Jersey for some gabagool, mom and I would circle around him like vultures. We would be digging the hole in the backyard. Hey, well, both of you guys know I'd have your back. No, if I want to get away with something, Alex is my guy. This isn't going to help me and Elizabeth at all, but another one of his defenses for him doing this is so that he can have time away from his family <laughs> in a plane for like a long period of time where no one is bothered. I have a whole new perspective on the pocket thing. I talked about See how good it was that I brought that up? No, it was. Like, I didn't yes. realize I'd have that visceral reaction so to Pat. Tired. Fuck you for even thinking you're going to New Jersey. <laughs> Gobble the gold! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Southern Charm, that's it. Mm-hmm. Austin 100% set Taylor up. He did. And he knew exactly what he was doing. And you know who else knew what Austin was doing? Paige. The peanut gallery. I liked Paige in this episode. Julia, you thought she was rude. Yeah. And Taylor could hear her saying, I need to tell my friends about this argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's annoying when someone is overplaying their position. They're like... The fact that she's so removed from the drama that she's able to make comments like that, mm -hmm. it was a bit much. It was a bit much. A that annoying. being said, I do really like Paige. Why is Shep okay with this? Mm -hmm. So we can hold it over Taylor, I think is the most obvious. Oh, 100%. Okay. Because he never had a good reaction to like her saying, well, you cheated on me all these times. Now he gets to say, you hooked up with my best friend. He's able to say things to Austin like, where's the boundary? Like, wives with families? Is that where we draw the line? Which is so not even remotely... From the chef, also. Like, the turf that we're in. We're into ex-girlfriend territory, not like somebody's wife with a family. And wait Three till he months. hears about the Whitney photo, which... The Whitney photo is apparently Taylor. It's kind of vague, but Taylor maybe I didn't get it. maybe sent a a nudie a nude to Whitney. What? But Patricia said it was written on. Well, there's just like a text underneath the photo, and the text was "Come one, come all." And then the next scene where Shep meets up with Craig, Shep says, "Hey, I'm a come one, come all type of guy." When talking about like inviting people to his party, did you pick up on that? No. What the fuck <laughs> is this photo of? 
Wait, is this the new slogan? Is this their branding? We're the new dip out. It's the dip yeah, out. No, it felt like an Arrested Development joke. We're like, we we heard earlier that like this thing Shep is not aware of at all of Taylor texting a guy, come one, come all, to her nudie pic. And then Shep repeats the phrase later. Yes, yeah, it's like that. It makes me feel like Shep and Taylor were planting this at one point. No. You don't think so? I don't think. I think she hates him. Whitney. Whitney. <laughs> Whitney's just using come one, come all. No, randomly. Whitney and Shep. Okay. Overall, great Southern Charm episode. Uh, poor Vanita left that one yet again. She didn't even get invited to the pheasant hall. No, she doesn't get invited to anything. She's like... Nor JT. Oh, yeah. Can I have a bad Southern Charm thought? I do think I would get along with them. That's my weird thought about that show. I feel like I would have a good time hanging out with that cast. Oh, Alex. I would. I wouldn't get involved in the drama, but I was like in a page sort of role of just like commenting on what's going on. I'd have a great time. Yeah, but I would, that's why I didn't like it. I saw myself. I think Paige does have pull though, because Rodrigo has been presented to us as a new full-time cast member. Haven't seen him in the slightest, but Rodrigo is clearly Paige's best friend in Charleston. He's not bringing anything though. No. He's friend up, Julia. To Paige. (laughs) Friend of to a friend of. Would you not get along with the Southern Charm cast? Come on, be honest. Not Olivia. If you're like drinking I and having like a fun night out. I would hang out with the guys in Paige. Olivia and Taylor? You're just like the other ones, Julia. <laughs> Alright. Time for award. My award. Our award. Our award is to Lisa Barlow. Yes. For Vito Sequila. Drink like at least three quarters of a bottle of Vita. And we didn't cough once. No, it was absolutely delicious. No coughs. I think. No comical gags. Not a citrus was needed. No. And a whole glass of milk was needed for our other tasting. Uba hat. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.